Haven founder and author Nikki Rausch is an award-winning sales executive with 20 years of sales experience. By combining her sales experience with her master certification in neuro-linguistic programming, Nikki teaches business owners and sales teams how to cultivate clients through the art of conversation resulting in increased sales. Nikki's book, Six Word Lessons on Influencing with Grace, 100 Lessons to Genuinely Connect with Colleagues, Friends, Family, and Lovers, offers practical, easy-to-follow advice on how to connect with and influence the important people in your life and how to communicate effectively and improve all your relationships genuinely and with grace. So welcome again, Nikki. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be with you. And like you said, it took a while to get us here. And I'm so glad you stuck it out and kept kept uh, giving me the opportunity to be on your show. So thank you. Well, you know, it's definitely going to be worth it because you have such great information. And, you know, let's start. I, I read your book last night. And even though it sounds intimidating because it's a 100 lessons, they're short, they're simple, they're very easy to understand. And it's funny because as I was going through them, there were several that I thought, well, duh. But, of course, the common sense ones are the ones we tend to forget the most. Um, you know, and, and we let those slide and we don't think, you know, about making eye contact with people and, you know, how to really focus on the conversation, what you want out of the conversation. I love that tip is, you know, what is it that you, you, that you want out of it? Um, you know, so I really want to encourage people to go to your website and we'll tell people a little bit later on how they can do that and uh, click the links to, to get your book because it was something that I, I thought was very valuable. Thank you. I'm so glad you um, you got some little nuggets out of it. That's the point. It's written um, to be short and sweet, and so it's uh, in a tip format. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Yeah. Well, before we go on, explain to us what neuro-linguistic programming is. We're just going to call it NLP from now on because my tongue will get too tangled up. But tell us <laughs> what that is and why you've decided to really use this as, as part of your training techniques. Okay, great. Thank you. Neuro-linguistic programming is essentially it's the study of communication. So neuro, the way that we process information in our mm-hmm. brains. Linguistics, the way that we speak to others and also the way that we speak to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then programming has to do with habits and patterns. And when we start to understand our own habits and patterns, as well as be able to recognize other people's habits and patterns and the language that they use, um, being able to do that, learning the skills behind NLP, really helps you hone um, your own communication style, but also adds some flexibility so that you can put the other person at ease. You know, it's, it's kind of like we all, we all speak our own language. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to understand somebody else's language, what motivates them, how to, you know, how to be their friend, how to sell to them, how to relate to them, how to love them. That's really, NLP teaches those types of skills. And so I found it very useful in my sales career and studied it pretty extensively. I actually have, um, in addition to being master certified, I have about 1,200 classroom hours, additional classroom hours. So I believe in it strongly. I know it works Mm -hmm. and, um, just one one more really useful tool for communication. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love you know what you said about you know it's not just what other people are communicating; it's what you're communicating yourself. Because how many times have we done this self defeating type of 
Oh, I can't go talk to them because they're the speaker. I can't go talk to them because they're too important. Um, I can't go talk to them because I'm not important enough. And, you know, and then, of course, we've got the opposite. The, well, I'm too important, so I'm not going to go talk to them type of, of conversations. Um, and, you know, that's, I, I just thought that was kind of fascinating that it's, it's about learning and, and recognizing yourself as well as recognizing someone else. Yeah, absolutely. The uh, you know, from from most people, we we tend to walk around the world and we think we're always focused on like me, right? It's all mm-hmm. about me. We all want it to be about us. And what we find is that the speaker, the person that you're feeling, oh gosh, they're too important um, to talk to me. They're thinking the same thing in in some mm-hmm. form or fashion. And people really love when you extend yourself, when you reach out to them, and if you admire something about them and you share that, or just even reaching out to people. You know, even on social media, I find people are very receptive. Right. Well, and, you know, the times when it does backfire, there's probably a reason for it. Um, you know, and, and then, of course, we have that internal dialogue with ourselves again. The, oh, I shouldn't have done it, or, ooh, they're a mean person, or, you know, and... and I think a big part of what I got, especially out of reading your book, was let it go. <laughs> you know, we don't yeah. really know what's going on with them. Um, you know, and, and maybe they picked up something from us that was incorrect. And, and so that was, it was interesting to, to read that, you know, just kind of put it aside and, and, you know, forget about it and, and move on. Yeah, because otherwise it can really hold us back from the next mm-hmm. opportunity that might come our way. Mm-hmm. Because that's true. We never know what's going on for the other person. And we tend to, you know, I call it, um, we project our own mm-hmm. opinions or impressions or experiences onto another person. And a lot of times those are just not true. Mm-hmm. And um, they could have been having a bad day or maybe something triggered them. Or, or you know, sometimes we all make missteps. I certainly do in my own communication and and when that happens you know you could of course like get out the whip and beat yourself with it but Mm -hmm. really how does that serve you in life right you know being able to put it aside and go okay I learned from there I learned from that experience here's what I can do different now and you know you had mentioned too about you know so what's my outcome like what do I want to get out of that the next conversation or the next interaction or in life what do I want yeah Mm -hmm. right well, and, you know, the, the tricky thing, of course, with communication and social media is that, you know, it's the same thing that happens with email. You don't know the tone. You don't know the mood they were in. You know, they can put their little happy face and their little LOLs, but maybe that's, you know, maybe that's a sarcastic LOL. I mean, how many times have we had that internal conversation with ourselves? Um, you know, and, and so... How, and, and we're gonna, we're just jumping all over everywhere because I just think this is, is so fascinating. How do you tell people to deal with communications that are online, whether it's email or social media, and, you know, make sure that you're kind of putting them in context and, and things like that? Well, first and foremost, what I do is I usually break down, I, I give people kind of a, a good rule of thumb when it comes mm-hmm. to communication. If you think of all of communication as a whole, Mm-hmm. Um, and the way in which we communicate. And there's, there's different studies out there. Um, a lot of times the Mahabrian study is quoted, and it says that you can break communication down into three chunks. So if you think of a pie okay. chart, mm-hmm. and you have three slices of pie, um, the, the first slice of pie, the biggest slice of pie, is 
body language and facial expressions. And mm-hmm. it's, it's estimated that makes about 55% of our communication. Okay. And then the next slice is voice quality. So that's mm-hmm. 38% on average. And that's, you know, your cadence, your rhythm, your volume, and, you know, everything that goes into there. Well, right there, you've got 93% of communication. Mm-hmm. So the last little slice of pie, that tiny little slice, you know, the one that we take when we're watching our weight, is the words, mm-hmm. right? It's the mm-hmm. 7% of communication on average is, is the words that we use. Mm-hmm. And so that's to say when you're communicating with somebody on social media or via email, all you have to work with is the words. And mm-hmm. so you need to be so thoughtful in the words that you use because mm-hmm. You know, I always ask people in classes when I teach them, I'm like, who's ever gotten an email and you thought, wow, she's having a bad day? <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was a tone to it. And I said, you know, who really adds the tone? Right. And, and really, it's the reader. It's mm-hmm. the reader that adds the tone most of the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you may add it based on your past experience with this person, but you also might add it just based on your own day and how it's going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like how sometimes things just, you know, someone can say something to you and it rolls off, and then the other times it's like, wow, that really hit home, or I mm-hmm. feel pinched in some way. So when you're communicating with social media, I was, it's so critical that you think about the actual words, even though there are such a small percentage of communication, but that's all you have to work with. So you mm-hmm. need to really kind of go above and beyond to extend yourself and really ensure that you're getting your message out there the way that you want the other person to perceive it. Mm-hmm. Well, so and that could be... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, you know, I, I think that's so important when we're writing our messages because, you know, just saying LOL or things like that, you know, that that's not adequate. Um, you know, use the words and say, you know, I'm, I'm being a devil's advocate here and yada, yada, yada. Or, you know, I'm not understanding yeah. your question. And, and I think that's probably one of the, the things, again, that I got out of your book was ask for clarification. You know, it's okay to say, I'm not quite sure what you meant. You know, t- tell me again. And, and to kind of mimic it back to them, or not mimic, but but say it back to them, because they might not realize what they said too. And, and I mean, that happens in, uh, writing as well, where you can say, you know, you, you said such and such and such, and they might think, oh, you know, it was a typo. I meant to type don't, and I typed do, or, you know, all of those various things. And so sometimes that's where you need to get that clarification is just to ask them. Yes. You know, instead of making the assumption there, you're so much better off just to say, you know, mm-hmm. you could say something like, you know, could you, tell, could, could you give me an example? Sometimes asking mm-hmm. people, like, would you be willing ah. to give me an example of that? That's mm-hmm. a good kind of key phrase. Or could you could you tell me, what, what specifically do you mean here? Now, of course, you've only got the words. So you hear in my voice, I change my voice a little bit when mm-hmm. I say, right. so what specifically do you mean here? When you only have the words, you you need to soften those a little bit. So you mm-hmm. might just say, you know, I always recommend you take it on as like this is this is my lack of understanding. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm asking. It's not mm-hmm. you miscommunicated or you weren't clear. It's like you know, if you'd be willing, help me understand a little bit more about this, whatever mm-hmm. this is. And and nine times out of ten, when you just approach it of like. You know, this is this is not anything about you as the other person. You're not lacking any way. It's me needing some help mm-hmm, or right. some clarification. And people mm-hmm. will just, just go out of their way to help you in those moments. Mm-hmm. Right. They, they, you know, they want everybody to be successful. Right. 
Right. You know, and so you could say, you know, I don't understand the subject or I'm not familiar with it. And, you know, so give me more details, um, you know, things like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, one of the things I teach is um, a lot of times I hear, I work with a lot of business owners who are, uh, some of them are new in business. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll use this, this phrase. It's a very common phrase and I always give them kind of a, here's a, here's a, slightly different take on that phrase and so sometimes they'll say I'm new like I'm new so I need some clarification and I would say mm-hmm. you know I'm new is an identity statement it sounds in some way like it's about you there's something lacking right. in you and the mm-hmm. fact of the matter is some of us are new I mean I wish I was younger but none of us are new <laughs> right we've all mm-hmm. been around we've got experiences right. Right. Mm-hmm. so I always say um, if you say to somebody this is new to me ah. instead of I'm new Mm-hmm. This is new to me. It's a really, it's a really graceful way to say, you know, help me understand. And and mm-hmm. when we all think about when we're learning something new, um, we it takes a little bit of time and it takes right. some extra clarification. So when you just say to somebody, you know, this is this is new to me. I'm wondering if you'd be willing to, you know, help me a little bit here mm-hmm. or guide me in some way or give me an example of what this means. You know, again, people will just really extend extend themselves in those ways mm-hmm. to help. So, right. Yeah. Well, and and Nikki, I think you might have cut out that last little section. So just say that last sentence oh. again. It's um, that people really will extend themselves in okay. those ways to really. To, to really help you and, um, and it, it, it also creates this great rapport. Right. Now people are somewhat invested in mm-hmm. you. You know, they, they want to help you and they want you to be successful because now they've, they've taken some time to help you too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Well, and I think it's also important, you know, whether it's email or social media to keep in mind when you need to take something either offline, you know, and, and, and say, you know, hey, let's talk about this, or at least into a private discussion. Um, you know, the, the worst thing is to, to get into an argument either on email or on, you know, Facebook, um, you know, is, is typically one of the places where I've seen it. You know, and, and, you know, take it offline. If, and especially if you are being honest and, and truthful and you want to learn more or, you, you know, you, you, you don't want to say you're wrong. You know, I mean, we all see posts like that where we want to say that. But, you know, you might want to say, hey, you know, I've got some information I'd like to provide you. Can I do it in a private message? And then if they say no, okay, well, you know, then then you're fine. But you're not getting into, you know, this kind of online shouting match where nobody wins and, you know, everybody just ends up looking bad. Right. I mean, even though you might feel, you know, it's it's like those moments where you like dig your, you know, you dig your feet in and you go like, I know I'm right right now. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, the other people who are experiencing the conversation, it gets uncomfortable for them. And right. um, and whether or not you know that you're right, it does create a little bit of um, for for everybody else involved. It, it can create this impression of like, ooh, you know, don't cross Nikki because, mm-hmm. man, she's going to come after you. Right. And, you know, and that's not what we're ever going for. I always say it's always about the relationship for me. It's mm-hmm. always about building rapport. And um, and always, always, you know, be willing to say, you know, my, my great NLP teacher used to say, this was a quote, it says, you know, great minds have disagreed before. And sometimes mm-hmm. just even saying that to somebody is enough to go, okay, mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's not it's not you're wrong and I'm right. It's more like, hey, you know, we we just have a disagreement here, and mm-hmm. I love your mm-hmm. your idea. You know, take it offline. 
if you can get somebody in person, you know, now you've got all of the communication to work with, all of that pie right. chart we talked mm-hmm. about. If you can get them on, on the phone, you know, you still have a good 45% to work with. Mm-hmm. And if you can get them in a private message, um, you know, that helps too. Mm-hmm. I, I had a different, I had, I actually posted something on Facebook that I didn't think was, um, offensive and it was an opinion and it didn't, mm-hmm. it did rouse somebody up. Uh-oh. And mm-hmm. so I, I apologized and we did end up taking it offline into mm-hmm. a private message and, um, and I think we both, she, she understood that it was certainly not my intention to be offensive and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she realized that she, you know, it was a hot button for her and we mm-hmm. have this great relationship now via social media. Right. So. Right. Well, and it's yeah. funny, I had the same thing happen where I got into, a, a discussion, shall we say, <laughs> with someone online. And it was one of those, every single time I posted, I thought, you shouldn't be posting this. Just shut up and let it go. But it just got me. And it was one of, it just got me. And, you know, and, and now it was, it was always very respectful from both sides. Um, you know, the person that, that I was discussing with never said anything out of line. He never, you know, and, and I never said, you know, you're an idiot or anything like that. And so we kind of <laughs> had this discussion going back and forth, but it was getting a little, rough around the edges um you know and and mm-hmm. and, and I, I was even doing this where you know i would wait to respond because you know you didn't want to respond in a passion and finally i thought okay this is getting us nowhere besides just annoying both of us and so i said you know this is great i've loved having this discussion with you i'd love to continue it sometime when i'm back in denver you know he's is somebody that i know there i will i will treat you to a cup of coffee so we can continue the discussion well, you know, that ended it. I mean, there was really no way that he could come back at me with a type of, of post. Um, the funny thing was he unfriended me. And I thought, okay, well, that just kind of showed me right there that, it, you know, the, and, and it, you know, it was fine. Um, but it really was one where yeah. I tell people, you know, if that little voice in your head is saying, don't post it, then don't post it. You know, that little voice told yeah. me a couple of times, stop it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you just kept going with it. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, that happens. And and again, mm-hmm. it's like those. You know, these are just lessons. Mm-hmm. So that the next time you decide, okay, maybe they'll stop sooner, or right. or you know, sometimes you know they. What's the saying? Like people come in and out of your life for a reason, a season, mm-hmm. and a um and a lifetime. You know, so right. sometimes it's like, well. Okay, now it's time mm-hmm. to move on. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. So, well, speaking of moving on, what a great segue. Um, we are already at our place to, to take our first break. So we're going to go ahead and do that. But when we come back, let's talk about the five ways that you sabotage your sales and what to do instead. So I am Deb Creer having a great conversation with Nikki Rausch on Mile High Radio, and we will be back in just a moment. For being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true You're a pal More stimulating talk radio MileHighRadio.com Hurt or injured in a car accident? It can be hard to take the proper legal action after a car accident But waiting can cost you more The law requires car accident victims to assert claims promptly. You could lose out by simply waiting. 
Call 800-467-4551 right now to see what your claim could be worth when handled by a skilled attorney. With a lawyer fighting and speaking up for you, you could be entitled to a big cash award. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Now it's fast and easy to connect with the legal help you need after your car accident. Call 800-467-4551. The call is free, but you need to act now before time runs out on your claim. You need a lawyer to fight for you, protect you, and get you the compensation you need and deserve. Time's wasting. Call 800-467-4551. That's 800-467-4551. Call now. Hi, I'm Dr. Clint Dickinson of Dickinson Chiropractic. Have you ever wondered why families go to chiropractors? Well, I'm here to give you a little testimonial from a family in my office. They came in for neck pain and uh, hip pain, and they've noticed that their overall health has dramatically improved. Their family has been 19 months free of illnesses of any kind. Their three young girls have not been sick since November of 2009. They have not missed school due to colds, flu, or anything. If you'd like to take advantage of that and get your family well, give my office a call at 303 303- 688-2300-303-688-2300. Great shows, great music, milehighradio.com. What are you listening to? And now, we're back for more fun and inspiration with social media expert Deb Creer and her fabulous guest. And we are back with my fabulous guest, Nikki Roush. So before we go any further, Nikki, tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Oh, great. Thank you. Well, they can find me, of course, on my um, Facebook, or excuse me, my website, which is YourSalesMaven.com. So www.YourSalesMaven.com. And, of course, you can find me on Facebook, Nikki Roush. You can find my Facebook um, business page, which is under Your Sales Maven. No spaces, all one, like, long word, Your Sales Maven. You'll find it. And you can find me on Twitter, at Your Sales Maven. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm kind of out there, so pretty pretty easy to find. Cool, cool. Well, and what I love is on your website, very clear is the links to your social media sites. You know, I, I it's always interesting to me when I go to somebody's website, especially if they tell me, oh, I use social media a lot, and I can't find their, their sites. So, you know, you definitely know sales and, and marketing. And so let's just jump into this and talk about... Five ways that people sabotage their sales and what do they, what, you know, what should they do instead? So what's the, the first thing that somebody does that, you know, we kind of, and, and my guess is a lot of us do this and we don't even think that it's sabotaging things, but then we're thinking, well, why aren't things working? Okay. Well, here's the first one. And this can relate to social media. It can relate to inner, in-person um, when you have a prospective client. And it's that we forget to ask permission. Mm-hmm. And it, that's about setting the stage for somebody. It's like um, on social media, you know, we start a new group and we add all these people, but we don't have no permission. And that, that can kind of leave a bad taste in some people's right. mouths. And for some people, they will they will unfriend you. Mm-hmm. Um, and same for... Same for um, uh, when you're in person with somebody or you're on the phone with somebody in a sales 
you know, presentation or, or discussion, and you kind of just jump in and you just launch into what you're going to, because you're excited, right? We get mm-hmm. excited about what we're going to talk about. We all love our products and our services, and we kind of forget to get somebody's permission and set the stage. And mm-hmm. I usually always say, start with some questions. You know, questions okay. are really the way to have a roadmap so you know mm-hmm. where you're going to go. And before you ask questions, you know, set the stage. And it could be something as simple as saying, you know, to ensure that you get the most out of our time together, I'd like to start with a couple quick questions. Is that okay? okay? Now, once you say that, people are like, sure. You know, and now mm-hmm. you've, in, in NLP, it's known as pre-framing is worth a ton mm-hmm. of reframing. Mm-hmm. If you just launch in, sometimes people will go like, oh, well, wait, you know, they might go along for one or two, but then they kind of might be like, you know, what's going on? Or I don't really understand where she's going with this. So, yeah, so get permission. Mm-hmm. That's the first one. Well, and I love that because we all, you know, especially say we're at a networking event. You know, we're there to network and to sell our product or service. Now, what we really yeah. should be there for is building relationships. Um, but, you know, yes. so that's kind of that, that first big mistake is we forget why we're there. And so, you know, somebody comes up to us and we might say, how are you? And tell me a little bit about you, well, what you do. And they don't even get through with that when you've launched into, well, here's what I do and here's how I can help. And, bup, 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 bup. and pretty soon they've wandered off or their eyes have glazed over and you've lost that <laughs> initial point of contact because you didn't listen to what they said and, you know, even at that, maybe, you know, instead of, as you said, you know, instead of saying, well, here's what I do, maybe it's, I've, you know, I, I have a suggestion or two about, about, you know, how we could solve this if you're interested. Um, you know, and, and I know yeah. that has to be kind of a passive aggressive type of thing, but, you know, I've, I've actually, it's funny because I've had the opposite happen to me where somebody has said, oh, you know, I teach social media and, blah, 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 and what do you do? And I say, well, gee, I do the same thing. <laughs> and, and they just launched into it before they ever found out what I did. And then we've kind of got this, let's stare at each other for a couple seconds and then wander off type of, of conversation. Um, so I, I love that, you know, really, Asking them for permission before you launch into what it is that you're doing. Yeah, you know the other reason why you you want to you want to kind of set the stage and ask a couple quick questions before you launch in is is I would say just do a roadmap. You know, if you meet somebody on a networking group and and you just want like you're exact you're a perfect example of. You know, well, I do social media too, and then you kind of go, oh, well, well, have they asked you up front? Well, and what mm-hmm. do you do so they can tailor their message? Mm-hmm. You know, they could have spent that time talking about how, how you might collaborate right. instead of informing you about something where you're like, yeah, I know that, 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 mm-hmm. and yeah, I do all of that. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's a missed opportunity in those moments. So I would say start with some questions and find right. out so that you can tailor your message. Mm-hmm. And it makes you so much more engaging. Well, and and that goes back to one of those basic tenets is that people want to talk about themselves. And so if you've asked Mm -hmm. them those questions, you're giving them more time to talk about themselves. Yes. Yes. You know, I I can have, I'll have people say I'm really interesting. And when I think about the conversation, I didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and yet I'm really interesting because I'm a good listener. Mm -hmm. 
And so when I ask questions about somebody, they're like, oh, you're so fun to talk to. And I think, you know, in my mind, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, I haven't actually said anything. But okay, Mm -hmm. as long as they think I'm fun to talk to, great. Right. You know, and, and, and it's one of those, too, where you can pick up on their body language. Um, you know, if you started to launch in and maybe they lean back or they, they cross their arms or, heaven forbid, they roll their eyes, um, you know, or, or worse, they look somewhere else, um, then you know, oh, oh, lost them. And, you know, and, and then you can hopefully take a step back because the worst thing is when you continue with the, the yada, 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 and they really could care less. Yeah, you know, um, I've I've heard it said before. Actually, with my NLP teacher, she used to say, "Stop talking while the other person is still listening." So instead of talking past the point where they shut down and they're no mm-hmm. longer listening to you, you know, it's um, it, that's just one of those things that you do want to pay attention to people's body language when you feel like, "Gosh, I've lost them." Instead of having those moments where, like, "Oh, well, now I have to put on a song and dance to get them back," mm-hmm. just stop talking. Mm-hmm. Because that, that might be all you need to do to get them back is just to stop talking and talk. Right. Well, and we all are hopefully passionate about what we're doing. And, you know, so we do get wrapped up in, in things. But the key is to give them enough so that then they ask for more. Because then you know you've got them. Um, but if you just go on and on and on, and, you know, and it doesn't matter if it's business or personal. You know, how many times have we been caught in a conversation with somebody whose three-year-old is the absolute most delightful three-year-old in the world, is the next Einstein, and, you know, <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, but if they had said, you know, my three-year-old started to read when they were two. And then stopped. I'm going to say, really? <laughs> and then I'm going to ask them for more. But if they've gone on and on and on, I'm thinking, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> you know, and, and so it, it really is kind of that, you know, take your, your inspiration from what they're saying and, and their reactions. Yes. And actually, you know, all, all of what you're saying, it really kind of does lead into kind of that next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on my list of five ways you sabotage okay. your sales. So I don't Great. know if it's okay to go there yet. Yes, yes, go um, on. Okay, good. So one of the things I, I think people sometimes do is they talk at clients or prospective mm. clients instead of talk with. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a really big mistake. So like your perfect example there of where somebody would go on and on about their three-year-old Instead of, and that's talking at somebody. You know, that's when you don't really leave a lot of pause. You don't leave a lot of opportunity for somebody to kind of jump in. And yet the best sales presentations feel like a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it really allows for this back and forth. And so, like, your your perfect example is, you know, with that statement of, like, you know, my three-year-old learned to read it, too. That's, that's a curiosity type statement. It creates mm-hmm. curiosity to the other person and gives them an opportunity to ask questions. And also in that, in that moment, if you're the person in the, you know, talking to the, the prospective client, it's your business, it's a possible sale for you. When you can create curiosity and people start asking questions, it's really them again saying, this is my roadmap. This is how to sell to me. This is what this is what's interesting to me. So you definitely want to leave those time and spaces and talk with your clients instead of talk at. Mm-hmm. Well, and the talking at them. I mean, the, the when you start doing that, that really is when their eyes glaze over. Um, you know, and 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 we've all been in those conversations on the giving and the receiving side. You know, where you know that <coughs> whatever you just said 
they weren't paying any attention to. And and then, of course, it goes back right. to what we were saying at the start of the, the program. We we then have that internal conversation with ourselves. Oh, I'm boring them. Oh, they don't care. It, it, you know, and, and we get caught in this circle. So how, you know, how do we get out of those circles? And I, I skipped a, around again. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the, um, I always say in those moments that our natural inclination, I think, when we start to get nervous or we feel like we've lost them, so many is we start to, like, put on a song and dance, and we keep talking. Mm-hmm. We, it's like that nervous chatter. Right. And those are the moments where you really want to hold back and just stop mm-hmm. talking. Sometimes mm-hmm. just even, like, pause and, um, and, like, just wait for the other person. Because the great thing about human nature is they will jump in. The other person will jump in. So when you find that, like, oh, my gosh, I'm in this circle, that I'm going round and round, just pause and wait. Mm-hmm. And sometimes even looking down, like, um, like you're, you know, you're thinking about something, sometimes, like, divert your eyes down and let the other person take a breath and then either come back to look at them if they haven't said anything and just, you might just check it out. You know, sometimes with sales, it's a long-term process. So mm-hmm. not everybody has to be sold right in that very moment. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes there's a, I'm building the relationship, I'm building the trust, and I'm building rapport. Mm-hmm. So that the next time I see them or the time after that, maybe then we move to this opportunity to, uh, to work together. Right. But it may not be on that very first interaction. Mm-hmm. Well, and what do you think about actually saying, Oh my good heavens, I just, I love what I do so much that I get caught up in it. Sorry, I monopolize the conversation and then directing it back to them. Yes. Sometimes just even acknowledging to somebody like, Oh my gosh, I'm so passionate. Like you said, I'm so passionate about what I do and I feel like I've gone on and on. And really, I'd love to know more about you. Mm-hmm. And then you just well, I, wait and let the other right. person jump in and fill it. Right. And that gives them the opportunity to either ask you more about what you do or to say, mm-hmm. well, here's what I do, or, you know, they steer the conversation in a different direction. Um, you know, and, and, and yeah. I like that because it does give, it gives them not control, but it, it brings them back in as a very active participant. Yes, yes. You know, in sales, I would say, um, it needs to feel like there is a, there's an equal amount of power. So it's not mm-hmm. one person holds all the power in the relationship. In a good relationship, there's some balance. So mm-hmm. like exactly what you said, it, it allows for them to not necessarily take control, but still be a part of it. That goes back mm-hmm. to that. You know, we're talking with people. We're not talking at them. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and talking yeah. with them, you're equal. Um, or, you know, maybe yeah. not equal, but, but they're, they're more an active participant. And talking at them, I mean, I think of talking at them as a lecture. You know, you're you're up behind the podium, you're the the instructor, and you're just talking to them and at them. You know, there's really no interaction. Right. And those are, you know, think about the worst kind of instructor you ever had. Chances are they're the ones that just kind of droned on and on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing about that is the next time you're at a networking meeting or the next time that person sees you maybe on even on social media. It's like those are the people that we like divert and go the other way. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I see them coming, and now I'm going to go over here so that I don't have to be caught in that that um, that type of a conversation where I feel like I'm being talked at. Mm-hmm. It can, right. you know, it really can 
it could be so detrimental. I, I recently did a, a little, I like sometimes because I love to tell stories in my work, I did a little test. I was at a networking group and I was introduced to a nice man and, and um, we had something in common and I commented on it and it was literally like somebody pulled his string and he was off and running. <laughs> and I, I, after about 10 minutes, I was watching, I could see a clock from where I was. He had not paused and let me contribute to the conversation. Hey. <laughs> and I actually let it go on for about mm-hmm. I let it go on for about thirty minutes just for a test. And at uh-huh. thirty minutes I couldn't stand anymore and I excused myself and I laughed. Uh-huh. Wow. But it was one of those things like, Wow. He never once even like let me jump <laughs> into this conversation. He he still so that he has no idea what I do. because mm-hmm. um, he talked at me for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and, so. you know, the, the bad part is it might have been very interesting, you know, and, and it might have been something that you, you know, if he was selling something that you needed, but you tuned him out probably fairly soon in that conversation. Oh, my gosh. In my mind, all I kept thinking was, oh, this is going to be a great teaching story for me. <laughs> but I wasn't right. He he actually did have, I, I would have been a prospective client for him, mm-hmm. but once he got on that role about 10 minutes and I knew I would never give this person my business mm-hmm. because I don't like to be talked at. Mm-hmm. And especially when I'm giving somebody my business, I want them to feel like they, like I'm being heard. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. Well, and I think that's what is so key that, that people need to, to recognize is, you know, if, if you wouldn't do business with somebody who does that, you shouldn't be that same way because then people aren't going to want to do business with you. Exactly. Perfect. Yes. You know, and, and it's, it's, it, it is interesting because it, it's funny, you know, we do recognize that in other people. And then later on we think, oh, I did that myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I always say, you know, those are the times where sometimes you have that, um, where you do kind of have some recognition. A lot of times I'll be teaching a class and someone will go like, ooh, that's me, that's me, mm-hmm. I did that, I did that. And I always say, you know, gosh, this is just information. Now you know. It's like you know better, you do better. So mm-hmm. the next time that you're in mm-hmm. that situation, do better. That's all we're mm-hmm. going for here, right, is constantly improving. Right. Well, and it's funny because on social media, we all have those friends. And, and of course, it's, you know, it's typically the Facebook people who they post and they post and they post. And, and it doesn't matter what they're posting about. You know, it could be business, could be personal, could be, you know, a combination, but they never respond. You know, clearly they're just typing to hear themselves type, you know, as opposed to speaking to hear themselves speak. And, you know, and, and it's funny because people like that, I, I do think, well, why would I want to do business with them? You know, because especially if I have asked a question, you know, and 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 again, it doesn't matter if it was business or personal, but if I has, have commented and said, hey, that's great, or tell me more, and it's just gone off into the ozone, I really do think, well, then why would I want to do business with them? Yeah, that's a really good point. Especially on social media, you know, when people reach out and extend themselves to you with a question, definitely want to do all you can to answer it and and show and acknowledge that person. Because when mm-hmm. you don't, it's basically saying like you're not important enough to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of the takeaway message. It's like, right. oh, well, I'm not very important. I didn't even respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's uh, I I've had a guest on a couple of times. Uh, and um, Deborah Jason, and she said that uh, you know, one of the things that she does is even if somebody just clicks like, she acknowledges that. 
And, you know, and, and I wow. like that content. Now, you know, I, <laughs> I don't do that because sometimes there's, you know, hundreds of, of things. But at the same point, we like that in real life. You know, if somebody says, hey, you know, that was a great business proposal or you've got a great product, we should acknowledge that. And so I like the concept of liking their like <laughs> or, or acknowledging it. <laughs> and I think that's something that maybe we all should should think about, especially on social media. It doesn't take that long to say, hey, thanks. Um, now, you know, then it, it, it ends. This is not that thank you, thank you, no thank you type of, of thing. Um, right. But, that's the, the thing. So, well, we're going to go ahead and take our second break. And when we come back, you've got three more ways that people sabotage their sales. And so we want to get through them. I uh, want to make sure we get through them. So I am Deb Creer talking with Nikki Roush on Mile High Radio. And we will be back in just a moment. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant You can lose 10, 20, 30 pounds or more with Maximum Slim's first ever rapid weight loss guarantee. Today, you get Maximum Slim, an advanced fat and carb blocker, absolutely risk-free. The all-natural ingredients in Maximum Slim are a powerful weight loss combination. The Maximum Slim formula turns your body into a fat-burning furnace that supercharges your weight loss. Advanced fat and carb blocker stops the breakdown of sugar so your body doesn't store it as fat. Today, you'll get both of these products absolutely risk-free with no obligation. Only pay shipping. There are no expensive meal plans or exhausting DVDs. Just take Maximum Slim twice a day. It's fast, simple, and now it's guaranteed. Look, you can start losing weight today or not. Go back to your high school days and wear your favorite jeans again. Guaranteed. Call now and get both weight loss formulas free. Call 800-375-7482. 800-375-7482. That's 800-375-7482. Yep, here's your problem. You haven't been listening to MileHighRadio.com. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And we are back. I am Deb Creer, and I'm having an absolutely fabulous time talking with Nikki Roush about how to really um, work on your communication skills so that we're not talking at people, so that we're engaging with them, so that we're really getting good information from them. And it's funny, I just sent her a message on Facebook that we just have to have her on again um, because I think this is such a great topic and, um, you know, we're not going to, we're just going to barely scratch the surface here. So, um, you know, let's just count on that, Nikki. We will have you on again. Thank you. I'm having a great time. I so appreciate this opportunity to be with you this morning. Well, and I, I, you know, I, I think that people are getting a lot out of this because some of this is kind of the aha moments, or the you know, and it truly is an aha moment. The oh, I do talk at people, or you know, all those various things. Oops, we have music. Nikki, are you there? Yeah, I think we had the same thing happen last time. Go ahead and cut Nikki off, and I'm going to have her call right back. 
Okay, so we are talking about um, the uh, neuro-linguistic tips and techniques. Um, and sorry, I'm trying to get Nikki back at the same time that I'm doing this. Um, it's We keep having some kind of weird, funky problems with uh, Skype, so we're going to get Nikki back. But what we have been talking about is how to... You know, the, the five ways that you sabotage your sales. Oh, and here we have Nikki back. So we've been talking I'm about back. the five. You know, it, it's funny. We had that happen last time, too, where we all of a sudden had music as, instead of my caller. So I think Skype is just doing funny things with us. So let's just jump back into number three. So what is the third most common mistake that people do that sabotage their sales? And and let's be clear about this. Everybody is in sales. You know, whether you think you're in sales or not, you're in sales. It's so true. It's so, so true. Everybody gets uncomfortable with the word sales. And, you know, part of my mission is to help people see that really everything you do in business is about selling, whether it's yourself, your ideas, your products. Absolutely. So here's the number here's the number three mistake mm-hmm. that is that's really common is we tell people what we can't do. Mm-hmm. And let me explain that a little bit. Um, think about the last time you called to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. could be with your, your hairstylist, could be with your doctor, your dentist, whoever. And think about how many times they told you the doctor wasn't available. For instance, right. call, you make the appointment, and they go, well, you know, the doctor's book's all this week, and next week the doctor's, you know, going on a conference, and then he's on vacation, and... And so uh, probably sometime in, you know, December, and you're still in, in those moments as the customer in that play, in that, in that time is mm-hmm. like, okay, so when is he available? And we tend to do this. We, I see it all the time on social media and I hear it all the time at networking groups. Mm-hmm. If someone will say, you know, I would really like to schedule an appointment with you or I'd like to buy your product. And they mm-hmm. go, well, you know, I'm really busy. You know, the kids are on school, you know, on break, or we've got this coming up, and I've got all of these things going on. And, and sometimes it's this idea of, like, you know, telling people how busy we are in some way makes us more, like, important. And and really, I always say it's like taking the most, you know, beautiful, crystal, um, clear glass of water and just throwing the tiny little, the tiniest little, like, chunk of mud in it. Right. Or dirt. And and all you're doing is mudding the waters in those moments. When you're telling people all the times you're not available or mm-hmm. all the things you can't do. And and really it kind of sends those messages of like, well, maybe they don't want my business or mm-hmm. maybe they're just too busy for me. Um and it can be annoying depending on who who it is and, and what it is they're asking for. And we think it's sometimes it's like internal processing, you know. It's like you're you're thinking out loud. It's coming out what you're thinking of, like, oh, I am busy this week. I do have this going on and that going on. And instead, just say to somebody, "Gosh, I'd love to work with you, and I'm available on Thursday at 10. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Skip all that other stuff. Um, you know, I, I had a client that I did that with, and 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 it was funny because she was one of these. I want to work with you tomorrow type of people, you know, and, 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 you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I really do have other things, you know, and I wasn't telling her this, but it was, it was, it wasn't mm-hmm. annoying. And so I just deflected all of that. Okay. I'm annoyed and I'm not going to work with you tomorrow and yada, yada, yada. And I just went and skipped ahead to, you know, I'd be happy to work with you. And here's, you know, here's a time when I have available. And she immediately went, Oh, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, and, 
of course, the impression was that I was so busy that I couldn't work with her between now and then. But I didn't go into that, oh, I'm so busy that you're just not important type of spiel. Right. It's just, you know, no need to need to muddy the water. So it's, mm-hmm. What you said was, that's exactly what I would advise my clients on, too, is, you know, here is when I am available. You know, mm-hmm. tell them what you can do. It right. just makes the communication so much more clear, makes you more precise and concise, too, mm-hmm. because people appreciate that. Right. Well, and if they say, you know, oh, gee, you know, don't you have anything sooner, that's when you can kind of, you know, sidestep, and you can still do it in a positive way. You can say, well, you know, I know, you know, I want to have a lot of time to be able to prepare for you, or, you know, all those mm-hmm. various things, as opposed to, no, I just don't have time for you, um, you know, and, and, and because, you know, we, we all have that, you know, whether it's that, you know, we've, we've got to take kids to soccer, or, you know, we've been on vacation, hmm, that's me, I've been on vacation, you know, we, we, we have personal lives, and, and, you know, we understand that people People do, but we can skip all of that mud and just, you know, as you said, go straight ahead to the, the, you know, let's see how we can make this work part. Right. And and even when people are asking, like, you know, what a great sign that your client wants to work with you tomorrow because obviously mm-hmm. you've got something that she knows she can really help her with. And when you just tell her when you can work with her, you know, she's just so happy to get on your schedule, which is right. great. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And all the other stuff. You know, and sometimes you do need to acknowledge, like, you know, I'm not available tomorrow. Here is when I'm available. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't have to go into all the reasons or all right. the story behind mm-hmm. why you're not available and what mm-hmm. you have going on and where you're going on vacation. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, you know, the sad truth of the matter is they probably don't care. <laughs> and no. you know, there is the, the TMI factor. Yes. Great. Exactly. That that's exactly it. They they just don't need it. it. Like I said, it just kind of muddies the water a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So now, what's yeah. the fourth mistake that people make? Okay, the fourth mistake is we tell them how we are going to benefit from their business. Oh. Now, this is really common on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys. I I use some examples that I actually pulled right off of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's one. Somebody was asking, somebody that's in business that books, um, goes into people's homes and does parties. And that's how she builds her business. Great business. And she posted, this was, this was actually something she posted. I'm in a contest to hold five parties between now and the end of the month to receive some special recognition at our conference. And then she goes on to ask them to, to host parties. And that's one of those moments of like, wait, you're asking your clients to do something for you mm-hmm. about how you benefit. Right. And I say again, that muddies the waters, mm-hmm. and you're better off just saying, like, you know, how is it beneficial to them? Really mm-hmm. focus on how they're going to benefit by having a party or by doing business with you. Right. Um, yeah, because and, they... It keeps it, you know, it, and, you know, maybe the, the benefit of, you know, her having to do those five parties is that she can give discounts, you know, or something like that. So skip the, gee, if I give five parties and just go, you know, I am able to offer the first five people who book a, a program with me these special discounts. And then they're going, ooh, ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> yes. Because really, we are all thinking about how does this affect me? And when you're talking about how it affects the person who's writing it, you know, or in this case, if I'm the person who's asking people to book parties because I want some special recognition or I'm going to win a prize or a trip or whatever it is, 
you know, those are the kind of things that people go, like, keep scrolling on your news feed. You know, they don't even stop to look. But when you talk about how they're going to benefit, if there's some special discount or there's some special um, promotion going on that they get to take advantage of, Mm -hmm. great. Now people are much more likely to want to hear it. Right. Well, and in some cases, you know, if you go about it the wrong way, they feel like they've been used. You know, and, and that's the worst thing that you want to have somebody feel like. Yeah. Feeling, having somebody feel used, you know, the flip side of that, too, is that it can also shift the balance of power. We talked about this earlier mm-hmm. and how it's so important that there needs to be, um, you know, there needs to be this kind of equal footing. And when you do something like that, all of a sudden your client may feel like, oh, I've done you this big favor, you owe me. Mm-hmm. And that's not right. really a good place to be with a client. Oh. You know, oh, you yeah. don't want them to feel like, oh, you owe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. that's, that, again, it, it shifts the power in their relationship. It's no longer mm-hmm. a win-win in some way. Mm-hmm. And now you may never catch back up. And maybe you feel like, okay, I've done something to pay them off or pay them back in some way. But they don't quite recognize it mm-hmm. that way. And it, it just creates this, you know, off-balance uh, mm-hmm. relationship with right. a client. Well, and it also yeah. sometimes becomes a one-upmanship. You know, well, I did this for you, yeah. so, you know, now you owe me, and then they do something a little higher, and then you think, oh, now I have to do even more. And, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's kind of a, you know, you've, you've had your neighbors to dinner, and you had something fabulous, so then they feel like they have to have you for dinner, and they had something fabulous. Well, then you have to have something even more fabulous, and, and you know, it's just pretty soon you've lost track of what the heck you were doing to start with. Right, or even like who brings the nicer bottle of wine. Right, right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it gets to be like at some point it's like, well, let's just avoid them now because Mm -hmm. the relationship doesn't really feel good anymore. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't feel like there's cohesion. It doesn't feel like there's collaboration. And, and, um, you know, in the best customer relationships, they feel that way. It feels like, hey, we're in this together, and we're doing this together, and you're going to benefit. And, of course, you know, everybody knows that if they're giving you their business, you benefit in some way. It doesn't need to be pointed out to the customer. It's it's kind of that understated obvious. (laughs) Yep. So speaking of the obvious, what is the, the, and and this is funny because it is the most obvious one to me, and it's the mistake that I think, more people make than than anything. So what is the the fifth way that people sabotage their sales? Yes, I love how you phrase it. You're absolutely right. The fifth way is we don't ask people for their business. We don't (laughs) ask for the sale. We think we do. I hear this Mm -hmm. a lot. I do a lot of networking. And I hear somebody say, you know, um, I'd really like to set up the time to work with you. And the person says to them, oh, here's my card, call me. And that to me, I... And just like, oh, no, no, no. They just right. gave you a buying signal. Mm-hmm. You set the order. You take mm-hmm. the order. You take the appointment right then and there. Get them mm-hmm. on your schedule. Because, you know, when they leave the networking event, they've got bombarded with all kinds of other things, social media, emails, phones, texts, family, all the things that we've got, you know, and they forget. And they mm-hmm. don't call you because you didn't ask for their business. Right. People give you buying signals. Absolutely, it's an invitation for you to invite them to do business with you. Mm-hmm. So that's the fifth one. Don't ask for their business. So please, everybody out there listening, when your customer gives you a buying signal, invite them to do business mm-hmm. with you. It will absolutely increase your business. Right. 
Well, and and what kind of goes along with that is that call to action. You know, if you want people to be able to call you, for example, then they better be able to find your phone number. Or, you know, I, I like the people who I get their business card. And, you know, my vision is 2020. I, I really can read pretty small print. And if I can't read their business card, I'm like, really? How is it they expect me to email you or go to your website or whatever? And, you know, or they put it in a teeny tiny white font on a dark background or, you know, all of those things. You know, it, it's just kind of yeah. one of those things that is, is a, a, a duh moment, as I said before. But how many times do we see that? Um, you know, if you want them to call you, they have to be able to call you, um, you know, or if, you know, if you're saying, hey, email me and, and, um, you know, I'll get you that information. Well, you know, don't make them search for the email because they won't. Yeah. Unless it is something that is absolutely yeah. fabulous, they don't take the time to do it and they go on to the next thing. So true. I recently tried to contact somebody. She asked me to call her. I went on her website. There was not a phone number anywhere. Oh. And the only thing I could do was send a contact form. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. this doesn't seem appropriate. It's not based on the conversation we had. Mm-hmm. So it was awkward. So I ended up letting it go. Because mm-hmm. I thought, well, and she wasn't a prospective client. It was, it was um, she wanted some information from me. And she asked me to mm-hmm. call her. And I was willing to take that extra step. Right. I couldn't find her phone number. I was like, well, I guess if she really wants my information, she'll call me because I make mm-hmm. it so easy. You know, if you if you go on my website and you can't find my phone number, I have really missed the mark. Mm-hmm. I think it's on every page. Right. <laughs> Maybe twice. Well, yeah. And, you know, it, it needs to be mobile, too. Yeah, you know, where if somebody's looking yeah. at your, your website on their mobile phone, there needs to be the button that they can poke that calls. Um, and, oh, I'm going to have to look and make sure mine is. Um, because, you know, how many times are you on your mobile phone and you can't write down the number? Um, you know, and, and now you're not supposed to be yeah. dialing and driving. You know, we're not telling people to do that. <laughs> but, you know, they're, they're not right. going to take time to, to look up that number. So make it easy. Um, you know, it comes back to that keep it simple, stupid process. Yes. Yeah, so make it so easy for your customers to do business with you, and yep. they will. Yep, yeah, you know, make it make it where it's so easy that they can't avoid it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nikki, this it. has been wonderful, um, and as I said, we will have you on again. I'm thinking maybe right after the first of the year because some of these tips are things that people need to be thinking about as part of their New Year's resolutions. So let's think about a great program we can have on that. Um, but one last time, tell people how they find you online. Great. They can find me on my website. It's www.yoursalesmaven.com. You can find me on social media, Nikki Roush, or Your Sales Maven. Everything is listed under Your Sales Maven. So I'd love to find, connect with you on Twitter, and Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Google+, Plus, any of those places. Yeah. Great. Well, and you've got a book. Um, and then also the thing that I signed up for when I went onto your website last night was to download the five ways you're sabotaging your sales. Um, so, you know, you've got some great information there and I really encourage people to, to go in and get that information because again, we are all in sales. I don't care what we're doing. We are in sales. Um, maybe it's that you're selling yourself or you're selling, you know, product or service for your own company or for someone else, but we're all in sales and we're going to be more successful if we follow Nikki's tip. Thank you. Well, everyone, have an absolutely fabulous fall day. It's actually a little nippy here in Atlanta. Um, but, you know, to, to everyone, enjoy the rest of your day, um, and we look forward to speaking with you next week.
Thank you for being a friend Travel down a road and back again Your heart is true This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.